If you are stuck in the grind and don't know how to get moving, if you have lost your dream or struggle to know how to make it happen, if you have been dreaming of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life with tools, knowledge, and support that will allow you to create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. This show features interviews with people who have already created success in their lives and businesses and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. My guest today, Christina Gilbertson, owns Gilbertson Law Office. After serving as a trial attorney for large companies with a nationwide firm for many years, she decided to branch out on her own to focus on helping small businesses protect what they've worked so hard for. She understands that costs are a concern and knows that traditional legal services are often cost prohibitive for small businesses. Rather than charging by the hour, she provides comprehensive legal services via flat fees and subscriptions so her clients can receive the legal services they need at cost they can plan for and afford. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm just excited to uh, share and learn more about your story and, and your business today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and, and transitioning from corporate to, uh, to running your own business. Sure. Yeah, I never thought I would have my own business. Um, I am not entrepreneurial by nature. I liked things like a steady paycheck and insurance benefits and all of the things, all those bells and whistles. But uh, I, I worked for a large law firm for about a little over a decade, about 12 years, and um, decided um, kind of got burned out of that lifestyle, you know, doing trials and uh, I was managing pretty much the Denver office and had a lot of employees under me and just it, it was an, it was a relatively easy job because you know I got I joke that I got to grade papers and tell other folks you know here here's what we need to do and I was a big picture strategy person you know and I I stepped in when there needed to be something that I needed to do but uh, for the most part I tried to let my younger attorneys and people learn so that they could grow as attorneys um, but kind of got dis disenfranchised with that the firm changed a lot during the time that I was with it and about three years ago. And I got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be for me for the rest of my life. And so I had an opportunity of a friend who encouraged me to step out on my own. And he has a successful law firm out in Las Vegas where I started my started practicing law. And so he kind of sent me some work to kind of bridge that gap while I built up my own my own practice. And I look back, you know, it was a terrifying time three years ago, but now I, like I'm so happy. I'm so glad that I did it, and I and I made that leap of faith, and um, here I am. And I, my life is, you know, I'm still growing the business, but I I feel like I figured out how to not only be a lawyer, but also also how to run a business because they're not, they don't necessarily require the same skills. And so it's been a it's been a fun journey, terrifying at times, but I, I wouldn't change it for the world at this point. And I love where I'm at right now. So, what was the most terrifying? part of that transition? Um, I think just the uncertainty of it. And I, I felt like I was constantly doing the fake it till you make it side of situations. You know, it's like, 
I knew how to be a lawyer and all that stuff, but there's a lot of things running a business that I had no idea I needed to worry about, you know, like simple things like, you know, bookkeeping and, you know, marketing and getting myself out there. I mean, certain things that I was expecting, but um, just realizing how much, you know, administrative behind the scenes work is done to have a business that actually can support the family and, and can do what I want it to do. And um, it just felt like, especially for that first year, year and a half, you know, right before COVID hit, you know, I felt like I was starting to get my stride and then, you know, 2020 happened. And so um, it was just a lot of learning quick on the kind of on the fly and trying to figure out how do I do this in a way that I'm not going to fall flat on my face. And uh, it's, it definitely was a lot of fake until you make it situation. And now I, there's a little bit less faking it, but still every now and then I find myself saying, Oh, sure. I can, I know what I'm doing. It's fine. No worries. <laughs> but not always true. <laughs> Absolutely. So what, what's been, what was the most valuable thing for, for building a network and getting, acquiring your own clients as you transitioned? Yeah, it's definitely just getting out there and building relationships. Um, when I was in the corporate world, uh, marketing and networking was kind of a dirty word. I hated it. Like it just felt so fake and so forced and just, it wasn't enjoyable for me. You know, I was like always selling, Oh, Hey, now my firm is great. We've got all this capabilities. We're fantastic trial attorneys, blah, 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 blah. And it was all true. Don't get me wrong, but it just, it didn't, it wasn't me, you know, it didn't feel right to me. And so I kind of just threw myself out there and, the first few months were kind of scary, but it's, I realized um, after a little while, you know, it was just about talking to people and getting to know them, letting them get to know me and realizing, you know, not everybody has to be the perfect client. Not everybody has to hire me. And I, I don't need to worry about being the best fit for them or the but they need legal services right now. It's more about getting to know them as a person because then, you know, as things pop up in their lives or they hear somebody else that pops up, they'll be like, hey, I remember there's this attorney that I talked to a few months ago and, you know, she seems, she does things a little bit differently, but she's, you know, she's genuine. She does, she knows what she's doing. And, you know, I think that that would be a great fit. And so, I mean, 99% of my business is referral based. And so I, that's been huge for me. And, and the way that I run my practice is very much based on relationships with my clients. A lot of my clients are long-term clients, um, and I understand them. I understand their businesses. I understand their pain points. You know, we can grab coffee and talk about non-business stuff. You know, like it's it just I, I'm big on on the relationship side of things, and that wasn't something that I understood um, until I went out on my own. When I because I didn't really have the time or ability to build the relationships like I've been able to since I stepped out on my own. And also, you're. Uh... You're raising uh, two young boys, and uh, how has being an entrepreneur impacted their lives and and your family life? It's been it's been really good. Um, I like to be really active in their classroom. Like my, my, when my son, my oldest son, was in second grade, I was the class mom, and so I was planning all of the parties and doing all of the things and decorating and stuff like that. And I probably could have swung it when I was doing the corporate job, but not without raising some eyebrows, you know? And so now it's, I can be there when I want to be there. I can schedule myself so that I can be free. You know, I'm, I take them to school. I'm here when they get home. Don't have to worry about after school care or anything like that. 
we can go on vacations and I can still work. I have a virtual practice and it's just, it's been great. You know, I'm here for them whenever they need me. Um, when COVID hit last year, you know, that was a little bit of a balance trying to figure out how do we do this remote learning and run a business. Uh, there were, there were some frustrations and definitely some tears from all parties, but you know, it's, we survived and it, we've come out so much stronger on the other side as a relationship with between me and my kids. And I've gotten to see so much more of their lives, just being, being here, just being present and just, you know, seeing how one son learns as opposed to the other, because they're very different. And, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a blessing for me and something that I never would have experienced at least not to this level if i hadn't gone out on my own and, and tried to be the business owner that i've become absolutely that's fantastic um so what what's the biggest challenge of raising a family and running a business turning off the business um i have a about a 15 step commute from the office to the couch or the kitchen or wherever it needs to be and it's it, it, it's hard because I, I mean, back in the day when I worked in the in an office, I had a 35 minute commute that I could kind of decompress, get all of the business stuff out of my brain. And, and also at that point, you know, it wasn't my business. So I didn't have all of the administrative and all of the other things hanging over my head. Then I was focusing on client work as opposed to running a business. Um, and so now I have to really it, it's taken some time and it's still I'm still a work in process here. But um turning it off, leaving my office, trying to leave the business stuff in the office and being present for the kids once I leave my office and with my husband and, you know, doing all of the stuff around the house and that it's, it's harder than I expected it would be um, because it's so easy to fall back into, you know, oh, oh I got a client email and it's eight o'clock at night and can they wait till the morning? Absolutely. But it, the first couple of years I was like, Oh no, no, I have to respond right now. Or they're going to, you know, I have to be available to them. And I've had to really set some boundaries for myself and that, and that's something that I'm still tweaking, trying to find the right balance between availability for my clients and being present and available for my family. And so that's definitely been the biggest challenge for me for sure is drawing those lines. Well, I like that. What, what other ways have, have you used boundaries to protect what, what's valuable to you? Um, let's see. Um, well, one of the things that I've found that's valuable for me to protect is my own sanity. And I've had to really structure my calendar in a way that I give myself the opportunity and the time to actually work on client work. And then I have other times blocked off that I try, still trying to adhere to the boundaries that I'm setting for myself, but having time to work on the business versus working in the business, which is you know, again, something that I didn't know was a thing until I started my business um, and trying to make sure that I'm not trying to do too many things all at once. I, ever since I was younger, um, I had a friend who used to say that I used to stack my bricks. Like, okay, here's this that I have to deal with. Here's this that I have to deal with. It just kept going until I was like boxed in and then I had to like crash through it like the, like the Kool-Aid man, you know, and I have to figure out how to not do that, you know, only take on what I can realistically do while keeping my sanity and being present for those that I love around me. And so I have to, a lot of times take a step back and say, okay, I don't really need to be doing all six of these things right now. Let's prioritize, let's fix a couple of different things and focus on those. 
and then just kind of knock them down, you know, as they come instead of trying to do too much. And it's really easy as a business owner to be like, oh, I have to focus on marketing. Oh, I have to just focus on landing this new client or, oh, I have to focus on building this new relationship over here. But there's only so much time and bandwidth that I have. And so trying to, most of my boundaries are myself, you know, it's just like stopping myself and keeping myself in the right bubble as opposed to just kind of playing the squirrel game and chasing whatever shiny that catches my attention. Nice. Now I know your business is still fairly young, but have you been able to um, consider outsourcing and, and doing the things that finding your wheelhouse and focusing on that, how has that been helpful? So a little bit, yes. And that's actually been kind of my focus for all of 2021 is to try to figure out how to be better about that. Right now, I have a very part-time virtual assistant that helps me with some basic administrative kind of client intake types of things. Um, but my firm, I mean, Gilbert's in law office is me. But I don't have somebody that answers my phone. I don't have a paralegal. I don't have somebody else that's doing any of the legal work. Um, I mean, I have somebody that runs my social media and stuff like that. But as far as running the business itself, you know, I'm wearing a lot of hats. And so um, this year I've been trying to figure out how to automate as much as I can and how to create systems and processes so that I can get more off of my plate and either onto my VA's plate or hire somebody else that can kind of get some of that stuff so that I can focus on the things that I want to do, which isn't everything as it turns out. So uh, it's a struggle for me. Um, it's funny when I was at the corporate job, I had no problem delegating. You know, I was like, that was, that was, I got really good at it. I was like, said I graded papers and I kind of big strategy, but other than that, everybody did, I got everything off my desk. Now, I don't know. It's probably a combination because my name is on the business. And so I'm like, really, it's, this is my reputation specifically that we're dealing with. And then also, feeling like I need to know how to do everything in order to protect my business. You know, I don't want to be one of those people that just blindly trusts people to do things for me. Um, but I also need to learn to let go a little bit. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm, my business has seen tremendous growth in 2021 and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, but I very clearly realized that um, I was not ready for the growth that I've seen and I did not have, the right things in place. And so there's been some times where I feel like my head's going to explode or my hair's on fire because there's so many things that I need to get done. And, you know, it's, it's forcing me to realize, okay, enough is enough. You've got to get the help. Take my own advice that I give to my clients. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. You need to make sure, you know, that you're focusing on what you're, you need to be doing and that you have people supporting you doing the other thing. You know, I'm really good at helping encourage other people to do that. But when I, look in the mirror and try to tell myself to do that. I'm like, Oh no, that's terrifying. I can't do that. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> so it's, I'm definitely kind of at that crossroads in my business where I have to figure out either I, I need to, I'm going to stay where I'm at and I stay, I stag, I'm stagnant where I'm at, or I figure out how to delegate and involve more people so that I can get to the growth goals that I ultimately have. So. That's fantastic. And what a great challenge to have, right? Like, cause, cause the other side of the coin is, is, not having enough work and, and, right. and feeling feeling a level of desperation. Yes, it's definitely, it's a fantastic problem to have. And, and I'm so thankful and fortunate to have it. It's just, it kind of snuck up on me. It wasn't until I looked back and I was like, wow, I really do have a lot more on my plate than I thought I did. And so it's a little moment of realization. That's fantastic. So what, 
what helped you develop confidence, not just as a lawyer, but as an entrepreneur? Um, I think it's just been putting myself out there um, and, and making myself uncomfortable and just keep doing that until eventually I, the, the discomfort goes away a little bit. Uh, I've done presentations, you know, doing stuff like this, it, you know, it's, I, it, I, I'm still nervous about stuff like that and, and, and putting myself out there, but I realize that I do have something of value and I do my experience helps my small business clients and my estate planning clients that helps people. And if I'm not there to help them, if I'm too, too scared to get out there and put myself out there and to get to know people and let people know what I do, then that doesn't help anybody. You know, it just keeps me kind of boxed in. And then you have these business owners who don't know what they don't know, can't protect themselves from the unknown. Um, I've got, you know, families that, you know, COVID brought forth a lot of uh, uh, feelings of mortality in a lot of people. And I've done a lot of estate planning for people that realize, you know, that they need to kind of get their ducks in a row and fix things and um, have those uncomfortable conversations with their families. And the way that that I put myself out there and I, and I try to be as genuine and as honest as I can, I realize that that is helping people. And the more I'm able to help people, the more confident I've become. And it's, and it, it's as that fake it it's until I make it start, starts to dissipate. And now it's more like, just get out there and do it instead of, I'm no longer faking it, you know, when it comes to my confidence, you know, it's, it's legitimate and I feel good. And, and I'm not afraid to ask for help or ask questions. You know, if somebody, if I have a potential client comes to me and they need something that I'm not the best fit for, I will absolutely send them to another attorney or somebody, you know, I want to make sure that I am providing my clients with the best services that I can, that I'm confident in presenting and, and performing for them. And if it's not me making sure that they're getting the best services that they can, because they'll remember that, you know, they don't want to be my guinea pig as I try to figure out, sure, I'll figure that out and, you know, hope for the best right now. It's, um, to my lane figure out you know what am i good at what do i enjoy doing and then the confidence is just kind of come naturally from there all right so i gotta ask trial trial appearance or zoom call which is which is more nerve-wracking oh trial appearance always <laughs> just checking <laughs> especially these days i mean i'm trying to get away from litigation altogether if i can um but i still have a, have a few clients that have some straggling court appearances that even if it's the simplest things, I don't know that just being in a courtroom, even as many times as I have been, it still has that air about it of this is big time. This is serious. You know, this is, you know, where real things happen. So definitely any kind of court appearance is always going to be the little prickly of, oh my gosh, I hope I don't say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You mentioned um, being grateful for your clients. In what other ways has gratitude served you? Um, I, I mean, I've been, I, I'm grateful and gratitude has served me just in all aspects of my life. I mean, I didn't realize, um, how taking control of my business and going out and doing my own business would serve me throughout, throughout all aspects of my life as much as it has. Um, one thing I didn't realize until I left the big firm was how much I hated my job back then and how much I hated the, the litigation aspect of it. And it's, that's all I had known for, you know, well, 13 years of being an attorney at that point 
was what it was like to be a litigator and how stressful it was and how every time I would get an email from opposing counsel, my blood pressure would start going up and I'd start kind of, you know, just the butterflies would start going up. Ugh, what disaster do I have to deal with today? And just being taking myself out of that has made me a much better rounded person. It's made me happier. It's made me a better mom. It's made me, you know, just so more, much more thankful for everything that I have in my life. And finally kind of getting to that point of financial security where I know that my business and building it in a way that it is actually able to support my family and helps us to do things and, you know, helps me to provide for my kids and you know, take little vacations and everything. And, this, it's it's helped me to see what's possible out there and being grateful and understanding, you know. Sometimes I, I joke and I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's just kind of a fluke that I landed out here and I that I've landed where my firm is actually kind of to the point where I want it to be at least laying the foundation for that. And then I have to stop myself and be like, it, it wasn't a fluke, you know. It's I got here because of hard work and being aware and present in my life and being realizing that, you know, what I put into it is going to come back tenfold. You know, and I, I am a member of, uh, of BNI and the, the giver's gain is the big, you know, mantra there. And then it's, it's true. You know, I'm thankful for that opportunity to be out there to give to people and to see the impact that it makes for them, you know, and then that helps kind of, fills my tank and it helps me to be more grateful that I've taken this journey to be where I'm at. And I just, I don't know, it's a very long-winded answer. I'm not sure if I hit it quite on the nose of what you were asking, but. <laughs> it's perfect. No, absolutely. Well, you mentioned um, giver's gain, which, you know, is a contribution mindset. And what are the ways has owning your own business allowed you to, to contribute? Oh, that's, that's an easy one for me. That much I, I tell you. So, um, my focus is on clients that um, are small business owners that are typically price pointed out of good legal services. Um, in my prior days, you know, I was working for your Fortune 100 companies, big, big dogs that have probably a handful of attorneys in every state across the country. Every now and then I would get to represent a small mom and pop shop that found themselves on the wrong side of a dispute that they didn't even realize was coming. And so by focusing my efforts on those smaller businesses and the mid-sized businesses and helping them to protect what they're working so hard to build and so hard to provide for their families, you know, that has been just tremendous to me. And and I specifically seek out those smaller businesses. And I, I do it in a way, my the way I present my legal services is um, either flat fee or subscription based so that they know exactly what they're going to get for their money. They don't have to worry about picking up the phone and talking to me that it's going to cost them more money. And so just me being able to offer my services in that way has helped me to foster relationships with folks and has helped me to see them in their businesses grow. I mean, a lot of my clients I've been working with since almost day one of my firm, and I've seen them go from one location, one attorney to four or five locations with it, or not one attorney, one employee growing to multiple locations, multiple employees, and knowing that while I'm playing a small part in it, I've helped them to achieve that growth. And I've helped them to grow and to protect their businesses along the way to achieve their dreams. And that to me has been, I mean, there's not really a value I can assign to that. And it's, it's why I do what I do and why I love what I do. That's terrific. 
and and I like you know obviously that that helps you narrow down who you serve right and so what what played a role in in how you chose your your niche um for me it's really um the mindset of the business owners I find like I, as far as industries go I've got I'm fairly industry agnostic you know I don't have anybody that I'm like I really seek out a a specific industry and there's no industries where I'm like, oh no, I, I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Um, but for me, it's been a lot more about the mindset of the business owners. And a lot of them, a, a lot of people that I'm serving, they know that they probably need some help, but they don't know where to start. And um, a lot of people are hesitant to talk to attorneys because a lot of a lot of attorneys are just stuffed suits who like to hear themselves talk. So I try to be the anti-attorney. You know, I I'm much, I'm much more comfortable listening to somebody else and just asking questions than talking outwardly and, and talking about myself. It's not my, it's not my level of comfort, but um, it's as I'm talking to other people and kind of explaining to them, you know, there's different ways that you can get quality legal services and there's different ways that you can have a relationship with your attorney. And so um, those folks that are like, oh, I want nothing to do with an attorney. They're awful. They should all be in the bottom of the ocean. You know, that probably is not going to be the right fit for me because you know, <laughs> I want them to talk to me. I want them to want to talk to me. I want them to share with me so that I can help them. Um, so the people that I really enjoy working with are the ones that are at that point, they understand that they need to invest in themselves. They need to protect themselves and that protecting themselves from a legal perspective can be done, should be done, and there's a way that it can be done that it's not scary or cost prohibitive for them. So just kind of that open-mindedness of, all right, let me let me get this legal stuff taken care of so that I can focus on actually the business. Because like my, most of my clients, they didn't go into business to read contracts or deal with customer issues and employee issues. That's that's not what their passion is. I, for one, like to read contracts. I, I'm weird in that way. And so I'm like, all right, well, you focus on creating whatever your magic is and just hand me the contract. I'll take care of it. I'll make it what you want it to be. And then I'll give it back to you. And we have a relationship that you know that when I give it back to you, it's what you're looking for. It's what you need. And, you know, it just kind of helps them have that. Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, lawyers in the bottom of the ocean. Um, let's talk about character as an entrepreneur and lawyer. Yeah, that's, character is huge. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier in that getting, when I was starting networking, realizing, you know, not everybody's going to be a perfect fit and, and that's okay. But all I can do when I show up is be me, be genuine, be honest. And, you know, there's no other attorney that's just like me. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do differently from most attorneys, but it, even those that offer services similar to mine, Nobody's just like me. You know, I'm very casual. I very, I try to be very approachable. Um, I, I, like I said, I want my clients to use my services. I'm not, I don't want to be that proverbial gym membership that you pay for and you never go. I want to be the person that, you know, you have a lawyer, you involve your lawyer in what you're doing and, you know, we're, we're a team, you know, and so, um, lawyers have a bad rap a lot of times and a lot of times it's well-deserved. I, you know, I, I'm not going to, I, I've worked with enough lawyers over the years and that, that I know, you know, some of us are awful, <laughs> but a lot of us aren't. And so um, I'm trying to kind of explain that and, and by showing who I am and why I do what I do and how I do what I do, trying to kind of break through some of those 
negative stereotypes and things that people think of when it comes to lawyers being, you know, that they should be at the bottom of the ocean. So uh, <laughs> I think that for me, that's what has helped me build relationships with my clients is that they know that, you know, it's not just the talk. It's it, what I say and the way that I act. That's, that's who I am. Like it or not, you know, like some people, they really want that, you know, really powerful person who walks into the room and you just know like that guy, he must be a lawyer. He must be, you know, something like that. Most people, when I talk to them, they have no idea I'm a lawyer unless until they specifically ask. I mean, I prefer it that way. You know, I don't, that's just, that's me. I don't need to be like, oh, I don't think that I'm, you know, better than anybody in any stretch. You know, I, I have a certain skill set that serves certain people um, and I love to, to work with my people. <laughs> I love that. So, so when you use the language, fake it till you make it, you didn't. You're not talking about putting on a facade of your abilities as a lawyer, but but really, it's it's the fake it that I can run this business and I can I can be confident in in how I promote my business, um, not in the work you do or in the relationships you build. Absolutely, yes, yes. More for me, it was the fake the confidence until I actually built that up. You know, um, like I said, I stay in my lane. I know what I'm good at. I also know what I'm not very good at, and that's where and I'm not going to pretend that I can do something if I can't do it. You know, because that doesn't serve my clients, and it doesn't serve me. Because my clients are going to get a subpar. That, well, I mean, I, I would work my buns off to get the to get them the right result. But I'm going to stress myself out to the point that I'm miserable, and so I don't want it. I don't want to do that. And so, yeah, for me, fake it till make it was all about. Sure, I can run a business. Sure, I can do this. Sure, you know, leaving the big corporate job and all of the benefits that it came was a good idea. You know, <laughs> until I've proven to myself that, oh, you know, it really was a good idea, and I really can do this. It was. It was more fake it till I make it to myself, for sure. Nice. I just want to make sure we we clarified. <laughs> so let's talk about mentors in your journey. How have mentors been beneficial to you? Mentors have been tremendous for me, um, especially when it comes to anything on learning how to run the business side of things. Um, I've worked with uh, different coaches since I started um, just to kind of help me figure out how to what does it take to run a business? You know, what, are, what is all of the, what are all the pieces that fit into that puzzle? Um, as far as like figuring out how to structure my firm and offer my services as a legal, as, as a law firm, I have a very specific mentor that I've worked with from very early on that has a firm practice model very similar to mine where it's subscription based and flat fees and things like that. And so she's been doing that for well over a decade now on her own and she's been kind enough to help educate me on how to do that. So I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm, I'm a big proponent of having somebody that you trust that you can go and you can talk to and you can ask the questions that you feel or the dumb questions, you know, and having somebody that understands where you're coming from and they want to help you. Um, and I think that probably comes from my openness to that and my embracing of all of that probably comes from my own training as a, as a baby lawyer, you know, like going out and um, some, some firms, their mantra is throw the attorney in, throw the, the brand new associate into the water and see if they sink or swim. 
that was not my experience. You know, I had some amazing mentors very early on for, you know, helping me to become the lawyer that I have become. And then as I grew into more of a supervisory role, you know, I embraced that and had very good mentor relationships with a lot of my younger attorneys that I was working with. And so it just made sense. You know, I had that mentorship relation, um, like mantra as an attorney, why wouldn't I do that just in general business? Because, you know, why could I have gotten to where I am right now eventually? Sure. Who knows when, you know, it's like that there's these people, there's people out there who want to help, you know, and that, and you just have to find those people that want to help and that you want to learn from. And I think people would be surprised at how many people are willing to help and to be a mentor and a guide and help you to not make the mistakes that they may be made and help you to fast track your success. Because I mean, there's, there's enough work out there in the world for all of us, you know, it's, I mean, there, yes, there's some people that are like, no, 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 I'm not sharing my secret sauce. Okay. That's good for you. But you know, 10 other people are more than willing to help share what their experiences were and what their uh, successes and failures were. And you just have to find the right person. And then once you find them, listen to them and don't take them for granted. And you know, it's for me, it's, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today in my business if I hadn't found and made it a point to go out and find somebody. Nice. And what was the most helpful in, in, in finding somebody? Um, I think for me, it was just kind of figuring out a roadmap um, to figure out, um, you know, and, and looking at things from a business perspective. So I, I would come at everything from a legal perspective and, Yes, there's a lot of legal aspects to running a business, but you know, things that I thought were important and would help my business weren't the best things. I mean, yes, there were things that I needed to focus on, but at some point, but I think just finding finding somebody that could kind of help me provide a roadmap and figure out, okay, here's where you currently are. Let's first, let's set you a goal and figure out where you want to be. And then let's figure out how to get there. And so where I was, where I started out, I was like, all right, well, I'm right here. I don't even know what my goal should be. You know, like what is this pie in the sky? Is this not enough? You know, and just having somebody that's kind of pushed me a little bit to kind of set those goals and help me to realize if, <laughs> I can't remember the exact story, but basically it was, if I were to drive to New York City from here in Castle Rock, I'd want a map on how to get there, right? Otherwise, who knows where I'd end up, right? And so it's just it's the same thing with business. I need to have a figure figure out where do I want to be, at least generally at the end of the day, you know, what do I want my business to look like? And then kind of backtrack from there. Otherwise I'm just kind of I'm the feather from Forrest Gump that's just kind of going wherever it lands, you know, and I don't want to be that. So it's it's been good to focus me and help me find that book. That's terrific. All right. So I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit. Um what was your most memorable date? Oh, hmm. Interesting. That's a good question. Um, I don't know if it really counts as a date or not. Um, my husband, now husband, and I went to um, Maui on a business trip. Um, back when business trips were something that happened, you know, <laughs> like vendor trips and stuff like that for my husband. 
for, for my husband's business. And so we got to go to Hawaii and, uh, and we ended up getting engaged and everything there. And so that's just kind of where my brain goes initially is, you know, being on the beach in, in Maui and coming out of nowhere. Cause I never, I, I don't know. I didn't know if he was going to want to go to ever get married. And then he just kind of surprised me and was like, Oh, okay. So that, I guess that's probably my most memorable and it's still very vivid in my mind. And it's been what 13 years now, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens. I think that would be it. So, so what do you love to do in your free time? Uh, so I, my business is very, left brain, I don't know, right brain is creativity, I think, right? I like to be creative in my in my free time, whether it's doing different crafts. Um, I love to bake and like decorate cakes and do things like that. Like my goal, uh, my, my dying secret passion, it's not so secret these days, um, is between my husband and I to own a bakery slash brewery called Bakes and Brew because he's a home brewer. And then I okay. want to sell my confections and everything. So I love doing that kind of stuff for my kids and just allows me to just really get away. I mean, there's creativity a little bit in what I do, but not like make something fun and pretty and delicious. <laughs> nice. That sounds terrific. So, so what's your big dream for your company, for your growth? Um, I would love to be able to have a company that supports me to actually travel regularly and still be able to service clients on a regular basis. Um, I've been virtual since day one of my firm and I'd like to keep it that way. I don't need a brick and mortar office. I, I did that. And I, if, if COVID has taught us anything, you know, well, anything that I do can be done remotely. And so I would love to be able to be doing that from the beach in Maui or, you know, wherever I end up being so that I just want to have the, the support within my business and the, the funds to be able to actually make that a reality and travel with my family. That's beautiful. <clears throat> so you're sitting with a young entrepreneur, small business owner, and you got your last chance to share Christina's words of wisdom. <laughs> what would you share? I think it would be you owe it to yourself to try. Ooh. Whatever it is, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, don't let the opportunity go by and then you find yourself 20 years later looking back going, what if I would have done that? You know, maybe it will be a colossal failure and you'll land on your face. You know, it happens to to the best of us. It happens. And it's, it's, you'll, you'll, even if that happens, you, you'll learn something from it and you will be able to pick yourself back up and keep going. But you don't want to ever wonder what if I did. Nice. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing today. This has been a great conversation. Likewise. Thanks so much. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe. We have a free gift for you at addvalue2entrepreneurs.com. We've created a collection of the top tips that have been shared on our show for entrepreneurs. Do you struggle with procrastination, putting off the work until the last minute? Well, you are not alone. Many of our clients start there. We are launching a new five-day challenge to help you take more action and make more money in your business. Each day is a 10-minute video lesson and a worksheet. If you take 15 to 30 minutes to do the worksheet, it will change your life and business and exponentially increase the amount of work you get done each day. 
Right now, it is only $27 and contains five of our best tools for helping you move forward. It can be found at addvalue2life.com slash action. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.